This is KZSU 90.1 FM, Stanford University. I'm sitting here on this wonderful uh, Beirutian evening with the amazing Tanya Qassis, whose album Oriental Colors has been climbing the charts here at KZSU 90.1 FM. Tanya has kindly agreed for to do a brief interview with me tonight in order to speak about her album, her life here in Lebanon, her artistic background, and her hopes for the future. Tanya, thank you so much for meeting with me today. Thank you, thank you, Ramzi. I'm so happy to to know that you are back to Lebanon after so many years. So I'm happy to welcome you here. Thank you so much. And the welcome of the Lebanese has been spectacular, I have to tell you, Tanya. As has been the welcome of your album in, uh, well, I don't want to say in the United States in general, but in college campuses across the United States, your album has been getting a lot of airplay on the world play charts at KZSU, at Stanford University, at the University of Berkeley, and also at many other college campuses. Does it surprise you that an album of this nature is getting a huge amount of attention by students in different universities? Is this a market that you expected or is this something new to you? Well, uh, no, I, I really wanted uh, those songs to, to reach uh, the students in the United States and worldwide. Uh, I'm very happy to see that they are sensitive to my messages. I think uh, all the subjects I treat in my songs are very important for our future, for for our best, a new way and a best way to live together. And uh, so I, I'm very happy and very glad to see that many of them uh, think like me, uh, being Lebanese or not. Uh, so I think it's very important for us now to really share those common beliefs and uh, fight for them. Absolutely, and I think that the song that sort of broke through as the first single, if you will, is the song where you combine the Islamic Shahada with the Ave Maria, something that I don't know if it's ever been done before, but certainly is a courageous and very peaceful oriented uh, effort. What probed you to record that song and how did that come about? Uh, well, I uh, just heard a few years ago, it was in 2008, that they were trying to install in Lebanon uh, National, Lebanese, uh, National Islam of Christian Day, uh, which is March 25th, because it's the Annunciation Day. And this day, the, the, the link between Christian and Muslims is the Virgin Mary, because she has been mentioned more than 44 times in the Quran. And, of course, she's uh, very important for us Christians. So uh, she was a great link between those, both those, religi between those religions. And uh, so I thought that the Ave Maria would be the best prayer to, to, to be used for this. And the Adan, the call for prayer, is for me what reminds me the most of Lebanon, because I know in the States you are not used to this, but here uh, in Beirut I'm surrounded by uh, mosques. Um, I'm in a Christian uh, neighborhood, but I have a mosque next to my house, so I used to go to pray in the church and, and hear the, the Adan uh, while arriving and uh, uh, so it's part of of my life in a way. So uh, so it it came just spontaneously. But I was not sure about people's reaction, uh, Lebanese and non-Lebanese. And I was very happy to see that although we had some people who didn't really appreciate it, a lot of them did in Lebanon. And uh, uh, outside Lebanon, it it was like more like um, I was feeling a kind of like. 
satisfied to see how people were surprised to see how how a Lebanese person can imagine religious dialogue because you know people are just they just know all the problems we have the political problems unfortunately that are turning a lot religiously too so um, they just realized that we are Christian Muslim living in the same neighborhoods, uh, going to the same schools and same universities, and uh, just having friends of different religions. So uh, they just realized uh, that we can live together. And I think, as Pope uh, Jean-Paul II said, uh, Lebanon is a message, and I do believe in this. And I think that such a prayer should uh, should be really created here in Lebanon. So I was happy to to have had this idea that I really had spontaneously and uh, maybe because I was, I did my studies in a laic school, so no religions. I was in a university that was more in a Muslim neighborhood. So I was used to all this mix. mix. But a lot of Lebanese are not used to this. So it was also a new way of making them uh, understand this difference and uh, even if it was shocking at the beginning they started understanding that it's it's normal and we should build the new generation on this inshallah we say inshallah. in Arabic <laughs> and uh, and so uh, you talk about you know sort of defying the stereotype of Muslim against Christian and these kind of visions we get maybe in the West and in the United States where Christians are pitted against Muslims continuously and you're mm -hmm. trying to show the brotherhood and the commonality and the peaceful nature of both religions but also as a Lebanese woman somebody who has been classically trained someone who's been all over the world you also are projecting an image of the Lebanese female, the Lebanese woman, in a very sort of stereotype-defying way. Um, how much of this uh, are you aware of in terms of when people see your videos or they hear your songs or they see the way you present yourself in such a classy and, and talented way? Um, how aware are you of how you're contributing towards a feminist discourse, perhaps, or a discourse that centers on women's issues in the Arab world? You certainly do not live up to the stereotype of the submissive, unambitious uh, yeah. uh, Arab woman. <laughs> are you aware of this, and how much of this is, is something that you are striving towards? Well, I think, uh, first of all, that in Lebanon, uh, it's a bit different than the rest of the Arab world. Lebanese women are known for being very bossy sometimes and <laughs> trying to take the lead over the men most of the time, even if it's not in everyday life, not in politics or always in like business. But uh, in the house, it's mostly the woman <laughs> who's, who's the boss. But uh, at the same time, um, I think it's important to, to say, yes, I have my own... Uh, way of thinking and uh, I can make a difference in this world no matter it doesn't matter if I'm a woman or a man so I never thought of it uh, to yeah. tell you the truth because maybe I'm not in a, in a environment that uh, where the women are like secondary to the man but so I never really thought about it and as I told you in Lebanon we don't really have this issue you know we have it in some regions but not not in Beirut and uh, the album that uh, was released recently, Oriental Colors, there was the single, the uh, Islamo-Christian Ave and all that. Um, how has that been received in Lebanon, in the Arab world and perhaps abroad? 
Okay, uh, in Lebanon, it was very well received, even more than I expected, because, you know, Lebanon is more oriented now uh, towards commercial music. So independent artists who try to do a difference in their music uh, find it very difficult to, to be able to make it. Uh, especially that I took the personal choice to produce the album myself. I didn't want to have a producer uh, house uh, or to to be under Rotana or anyone else. To be really free about the choice of songs, the music style and the lyrics and the people with whom I'm working and the way I'm working on it. So, um, so it was a big challenge because I was alone and I had to really prove I was uh, worth listening to <laughs> those songs. Uh, I was very surprised to see that my album will be one year old in end of July. Already? Already, wow. yeah. Time is running fast. <laughs> and uh, since then, I think we only had like four weeks where the CD wasn't in the top 20 of the sales at the Virgin Megastores, Lebanon Virgin Megastores. Nice. So the whole rest of the time, he was always somewhere in the 20, top 20 chart of sales. So I was really, very, really happy to see uh, that it was really work, working good. And what was also surprising that a lot of sales were made at the airport when people were leaving because wow. they liked the music and they wanted to take gifts for uh, for their friends abroad. And I heard that uh, now, instead of taking Be'lewa or like Lebanese <laughs> pastries, they are taking the Islamo-Christian as a gift wow. and souvenir from Lebanon. So I, I was quite happy with this result. Uh, and uh, for the rest of the world, uh, the tracks are selling very good on iTunes, so we are having very good reports, and uh, the CD also available on one, my website, so it's being... And that's www.taniacassis.com, certainly yeah. the link will be on the blog and on the KZSU 90.1 uh, website for those people wishing to purchase the album after listening to this interview today. <laughs> and uh, and so, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you were also saying about the reception abroad. Yes. Yeah, so so abroad, it's uh, it's working very good. One of the uh, maybe the song which is which like um, how do you say attracted most of the people was Jerusalem. Uh, I don't know if you've heard it. I am I'm familiar it. with it. It's sung in English. It's sung in English. It's my own composition and my own lyrics. And uh, this song is like a it's it's a, how do you say sarcha. Uh, it's, um, it's like a cry. For like a cry from the heart. Uh, saying that what's happening in Jerusalem with the destruction of the houses of the Palestinian is not uh, acceptable. Uh, but at the same time, what I say is that this city should remain for the three religions because uh, they all have their importance in the city. And I believe that no one can put anyone uh, outside this country and this city. So I do believe that with a little bit of uh, of respect and uh, a willingness for dialogue, we can uh, arrive. We can we can have those three religions uh, living together as we do Christian and Muslim here in Lebanon. I know it will be a hard work and long time, but maybe with the new generation and change of governments and uh, and change of mentalities, I think we can we can believe in this. So this song have have been very well welcomed by um, 
international people, uh, Americans, uh, even uh, Jews uh, that really uh, do believe that Palestinians and Israelis should live together. So, um, and it have even touched, um, now recently, just like last week, I have been invited by the South Korean uh, contingent uh, from the United Nations that are here in Lebanon, you know, in South Lebanon to to protect us. Uh, so they, um, they heard the colonel of the contingent was at my concert, my latest concert, and he heard Jerusalem and he was very touched by the song. So he invited me to, to the contingent to sing for the militaries uh, for a special uh, medal. Uh, they, they had like a special ceremony f to, to give uh, medals for some militaries. And, uh, and I was very touched by, by their sensitivity, you know. Like South Korea for us is a country we barely know and we are, I feel so far from this country, but at the same time, they really made me feel so close by the importance they give to Lebanon, to the same themes I talk about uh, for this will for peace. And, uh, and they even invited me to go to South Korea. So I'll, I'll be going with the UNIFIL to, to South Korea end of July wow. uh, to, to, for an official visit and a uh, small performance. So it really makes me happy to see that uh, through music we can like move people and uh, really unite people for the uh, same cause. Yes, I think the song Jerusalem and the song Beirut are on the album mm -hmm. seem to sort of stand out as a tribute to two great cities. Yes. Uh, and you become sort of emblematic of this ambassador to the West, if you, if I, if you will, who when singing about Beirut or about Jerusalem sort of gives it an air of authenticity. Mm -hmm. uh, is, this, uh, the, what you're, is this the direction you're planning to go towards in the future in terms of maybe future projects? Are you thinking? of the next step uh, or sort of basking in the sun of the success of the present no, album? No, I think a lot for the future and I'm only in the beginning of, uh, I'm sure, something uh, hopefully uh, more important uh, message-wise. Uh, I think we have so many problems to treat in this world and uh, we really have to be patient and, uh, and believe in the messages we give and I will keep on singing for peace forever and ever. <laughs> nice. So you mentioned the concert in South Korea coming up. Is there Are there any other concerts that our listeners may be able to tune into? Or perhaps, you know, we, we, through the podcast, uh, the shows being listened to all over the world, you never know um, who, where you might be. Are there yeah, any... We have concerts, but unfortunately I don't have uh, settled dates for... Uh, for abroad, but I know that I will probably be performing in Paris end of October, uh, in uh, Mexico City in Mexico um, uh, end of November, and probably, but it's still standby uh, in Washington too. So wow. I hope it, it's gonna work out because uh, I already had the occasion to sing in New York uh, a few years ago, and it would be a pleasure for me to be back to the U.S. So those are the plans for now, and we, I have a big concert scheduled for beginning of October in Lebanon at the Casino du Liban. Um, 
month. So this is for the wow. end of the year. Quite a, quite a program coming up. And <laughs> when I hear that you were going to reach Washington, uh, D.C., I, I certainly start to think about when are you going to come to California yeah. and perhaps perform at Stanford or in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, certainly my department at Stanford and KZSU would welcome you. And we're hoping to work something in terms of inviting you officially to perhaps come and perform there in the next year or so. But uh, would you? how would you feel about perhaps performing in uh, California or at a college campus well, you know, like Stanford? I, I like California a lot because I have my uncle and cousins who live in, oh, uh, they are in Orange County in uh, Newport Beach, but it's, it's almost close. So I, I know the area very good and I like it very much. And I always say, I hope I'm going to marry someone who's living there. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the Being first step the is, to, is to come day. and meet all your fans <laughs> at, at, at Stanford and the San Francisco Bay Area in California in general. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, you know, I really feel because, you know, here in Lebanon, we are so used to the sea and the sun all the all year. Even you know, we have winter, but winter is so short, especially when I used to live in Paris. It was like winter the whole year, <laughs> and here it's summer the whole year. So California is uh, a bit like here, weather speaking. But um, it's it's really a re an area, a region I like a lot, and I would be very happy to be. Well, there. we hope so, <laughs> and we certainly will keep promoting your music and your concert appearances on the KCSU 90.1 FM, you. as well as through our blogs. I am so delighted to have met with you, and you gave me this very special time tonight at a That's very a uh, last minute, uh, but I'm sure that my listeners and my students and the students in general at Stanford University would really appreciate a shout-out, as they say, a little hello from Tanya Chassis to the listeners to end this interview, which we can play perhaps in a, just before we play one of your songs something like this is Tanya Hassis and I'm whatever you would like to say briefly okay so it's going to be for Stanford uh, University for Stanford University okay. it's uh, KZSU 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 okay. okay hello it's Tanya Hassis a big hello to all Stanford University and KS KSEU no okay no. <laughs> Can we write uh, it? Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> I think 